We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 14th, 2010. And uh, today we're going to be doing a current event and uh, kind of update study. Um, probably been a few weeks since I've done one of these. And we're going to be covering a, a variety of different topics. Um, I want to thank everyone that has uh, you know, sent their support regarding my mom's uh, recent passing. And uh, I'll be doing a dedicated teaching on that sometime in the near future. Just trying to get all her affairs in order right now. And uh, just thank you for your prayers and your support during that time. Uh, she went peacefully. I, I don't believe that she was you know, uh, suffering in, in the very end, and um, I got confirmation that she was saved, and uh, the day that she had the the stroke, when I led her to the Lord, uh, I questioned her later, and she said that that was the only thing she remembered from that day, was, was me leading her to the Lord with, you know, her praying and all that, but she had basically blacked out on every other thing that happened that day. So that I thought that was uh, some nice confirmation from the Lord that that did happen. And uh, again, I will be doing a, a dedicated study on that in the near future. Um, today's topics that we're going to be covering here today, uh, first one is British military insider World War III is being staged, starting with Israel and Iran. And then next topic, heads of state of Syria, Iran, and Hezbollah met in Damascus to devise a strategic war plan against Israel. And next topic, further evidence of strong influence of Islam within the Obama White House comes from two new sources. And then Israeli citizens also believe that President Obama is too pro-Muslim. Next topic is leading Russian politician calls for legislation to allow fully grown human cloning of, quote, cleverly talented people and other human clones for organ harvesting. Uh, next one is, President Obama unveiled his health care plan and followed it with the fascist model. And then, Canada officially declares the swine flu, the H1N1 epidemic, is over. Next topic is, in the intense chaotic atmosphere following the attacks of 9-11, President Bush seized dictatorial powers, which took our breath away. And then we're going to be looking at a little excerpt from the documentary Beyond Treason, regarding the depleted uranium that our governments used over in the Middle East. And then we're going to look at massive high-level resignations of different CEOs and police chiefs and things of that nature. Um... And then scientists plan human genes for cows and goats. So next topic. Next topic, Canada to approve genetically modified and viral mouse pigs for human consumption. We're going to just do a brief excerpt on the subject of unicorns in the King James Bible, that term unicorns. Then one on the Census Bureau exposed. Uh, also taking a look at what... It's called the Naked Church. It's in Virginia. It's a real church where everybody shows up naked. And then Sin City comes to the church. Another look at how the uh, sin is going into the church here. And then the New Apostolic Reformation. Adam Cadmon in the subject of DNA. And then we're going to be doing a little excerpt on junk DNA. Supposedly junk DNA. And that should do it for today. Oh, also that the... Uh, the one story that I talked about 
Now, we did three things in the last study, current event study, where we talked about the third temple. Only one of the three turned out, uh, or one of the three turned out to be evidently a hoax, where they were saying that Rockefeller was actually going to build the third temple. Well, supposedly that's a hoax, but the reality is, is Rockefeller and Rothschild have a ton to do with that subject, as far as um, archaeology, particularly in Jerusalem and Israel, and they have a lot to do with that whole subject. So um, there's still a lot of validity to that, regardless of, of what their, their uh, Rockefeller's involvement is in the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Um, anyway, let's go into the first article here, entitled British Military Insider, World War III is Being Staged, Starting with Israel and Iran. This is from the... Uh, L.A. County Nonpartisan Examiner from February 18th. <clears throat> Starts out by saying, U.S. leadership and their corporate media minions are pushing juvenile-level propaganda for war with Iran. Uh, that lies that anyone can verify with a few moments of attention. If you haven't already confirmed the Orwellian level of disinformation, stop and read the above two links. They give you a couple links here. And I will be putting this in PDF format uh, for, for you to be able to click on. Uh, up at contendingfortruth.com. And what you do is when you go there now, uh, you go to contendingfortruth.com and then you just click on, in the left-hand corner, it says Teachings Audio, I believe. There's a link there. And uh, it allows you to go to my previously archived teachings and also allows you to subscribe to um, uh, the uh, iTunes, where you can get upload them from iTunes. And also, if you clicked on the archive media I believe there's a link in there that you can click on, uh, the a Zina link, Z-I-N-A, and that allows you to uh, upload the MP3s as well and subscribe to that service. So we're getting it up there eventually. Um, the stuff that I've went through with my mom is is obviously slowed a lot of things down, um, but we're uh, we're plugging away and uh, praise the Lord, it's it's all getting up there, and, and hopefully that will within the next two to three months we'll have everything up there and archived properly. Um, also, if there's a specific teaching you, you're trying to access and you can remember any part of the title or any part of the subject, just key in Scott Johnson up on YouTube, and then whatever, like if it's the Hebrew roots, just key in Scott Johnson Hebrew, or whatever subject you might be looking for, dominionism, just key in my name and then whatever, one word from the subject. And you should find it up on YouTube because several of my listeners have archived them up there, so that's a good way. As well. So anyway, let's go further. Um, <clears throat> many people hypothesize the confirmed lies for wars with Iraq and, and Afghanistan and the final war with Iran is to control oil. Now, it's also not only co- to control oil, but it's also to control the region um, because a lot, particularly with Afghanistan, is one of the number one uh, poppy producing companies, and that's this is where they manufacture opium from. And we could go down that rabbit trail. I'm not going to say a whole lot more about that, but there's a lot of different reasons that this could be. Also, to gain access to the archaeology, uh, particularly in Iran and Iraq, where you have, you know, you actually have um, the actual original Babylon being in Iraq. And there's there's a lot of different reasons. A lot of times, people want to just peg one thing for one reason. Like uh, something will come out where it says this is the cause of cancer. Okay. From my research, I found there's many, many contributing factors for that. And typically when you have something like this where we're going to war with somebody, 
Um, if it's about control, there's a lot of different reasons that they want to control a particular uh, uh, region. Oil's one, poppy's another, uh, the archaeology that they can have, have access to, who knows what else might be other reasons, but it's typically just not one cut and dry thing. So if we go further, it says, Connected is the theory that U.S. political and economic masters are so confident in their propaganda and so correct in their conclusion that the critical mass of humanity is too feeble to stop them. They brazenly move forward to a global hegemony. Well, that's kind of what's going on with Obama right now. He's gotten, you know, he's got so much power in, you know, being in the presidency like he is, um, he's gotten to the point where it seems as though he really doesn't matter, you know, who he infuriates anymore. He's just going to go and spew his rhetoric and, and, and try to dupe the people that he's already duped and just keep, you know, chugging away trying to implement his agenda. And this is what he's trying to do with the health care bill right now as well. Below is a Bill Ryan video explanation of this interview with a vetted British military insider discussing the planning of a manipulated global war. And there's a link you can click on to the transcript of it, and I believe the link, at the, if you want to see the full interview, you can do that. I'm just going to read you some things from this interview. Um, we're going to go over some highlights from the Bill Ryan interview, and first one he talked about is there's a planned third world war, which will be nuclear and biological in nature. Our source believes that this is on track to be initiated within the next 18 to 24 months. Well, I hope we have that much time, but that's what the source said at the time and the interview was done in February. Now, also, this, this lines up with what um, Albert Pike said back, you know, in the, uh, in the 1800s, where he said there will be three world wars. This is part of the whole Luciferian satanic agenda. Um, this third world war is most likely going to be the war that ushers in the Antichrist. And again, we have even a high-level occultist over 100 years ago who was the... Um, a Confederate war general. He was the highest ranking um, Freemason of his time. He was considered the one that, he wrote the book Morals and Dogma, which is like the modern day Bible of the Freemasons. I shouldn't say the modern day, but the, considered kind of like the Bible of the Freemasons. Uh, a very extremely high level Satanist, Luciferian occultist, whatever you want to call him. He's the only Confederate war general that has a statue of himself within the city limits of Washington, D.C., Highly revered as, you know, a Freemason. He's the one that started the Ku Klux Klan. He predicted this over 100 years ago. So we're just getting more confirmation. And this is why a lot of times I'll go into articles like this. And this isn't from a Christian, but it's, some, it's somebody that's confirming another what another occultist said over 100 years ago. And I'm not saying this, Bill Ryan's an occultist, but um, when we see confirmation like this, you know, it's just something that, that we want to take note of. And the next point is, it is planned to begin, this World War III, is planned to begin with a strike by Israel on Iran. Now, I've been saying this for, ever since I've, we've been up on the air here. Cutting Edge um, has been saying this, cuttingedge.org. Uh, that's another website that's, um, you know, ha, has talked about this in times past. Uh, there's a lot of other sources that feel that this would be the most likely scenario. Now, nothing's carved in stone. There, there, there can be changes to the satanic agenda. Jesus Christ is the one that's on the throne. And so I really believe Satan has to go through him to, in order to implement whatever he's going to implement. 
So this may be subject to change, but this seems like one of the most likely scenarios at this time. Uh, goes on to say, either Iran or China will be pr- provoked into a nuclear response. After a brief nuclear exchange, there will be a ceasefire. The world will be thrown into fear and chaos, all carefully engineered. Remember, the motto of the 33rd degree Freemason, Ordo Ab Cao, which means order out of chaos. So this is what we've got most likely on the horizon. They're going to create a chaotic event, World War III, and uh, some order, and in this case it's truly going to be the new world order, is the order we're talking about, this order out of chaos. And, and from a, a new age standpoint, they're looking at it like the almost the, uh, the ushering in of the age of Aquarius. We're leaving the age of Pisces, which is where supposedly the, the ascended master Jesus dominated, is what they say. And now we're going to be going into the age of Aquarius, where they believe that the ascended masters led by devil Betraya or Maitreya, is going to usher in that time period. And again, we've, we've talked about Maitreya quite a bit in previous studies as well. Uh, next point, he stated, the extreme state of tension uh, of this war will be used to justify heavy social and military controls in all Western first world nations. Plans are already in place for that. And again, I've said in times past, that this is why you really don't want to be in the city. Because when the lockdowns come on the cities, you know, if you're in the city, not going to be a good place to be because it's going to be very easy for them to control people when they have the masses herded together. Um, So that's part of what they've got planned here. Next point. Uh, Let's see. During the nuclear ceasefire, though, there will be a plan. There is a plan to be a covert release of biological weapons. So, in other words, they're saying they're going to have some controlled nuclear strike first, and then after that, there's going to be a covert release of biological weapons. Now, granted, um, the like Iran, um, the president there, Ahmadinejad, I believe is his name, he believes that in order for the Imam Mahdi, to come, which is their expected savior, which is exactly what devil betrayer or Maitreya claims to be, in order for him to come, there has to be much bloodshed, and many, many thousands, if not millions of people need to die in order for their Imam Mahdi, or their awaited savior, I believe he's also referred to as the 12th Imam, in order for him to come, there's got to be a lot of bloodshed. So, see, Iran is looking forward to this, this isn't something that they believe that they're shirking back and, and maybe some of the populace, but the, the hardcore Muslims, the ones that really believe in the prophecies of the Quran and their Islamic prophecies, they believe it's got to be this way. So they're not going to be wanting to hold back. Israel has been so provoked for so long, I don't think that they're going to shirk back either. So I, I think it's going to be pretty mutual when this ends up happening. Not to say it's not planned and, and, and pre-staged, but... Uh, there's going to be a lot of animosity on both sides, and there already is, obviously. So let's go further. Uh, There's going to be a covert release of biological weapons. These will initially be targeted against the Chinese. As our source chillingly told us, China will catch a cold. That's a quote. Biological warfare will spread further to the West. Infrastructure will be critically weakened. Now, China, you know, has just about, you know, as far as, the amount of people in China, um, one of the main, main population centers on the planet. 
well, I can see why they would want to target a place like China because, you know, they need to thin the herd is, is how they're looking at it. Not how I'm looking at it, but how they're looking at it. And with depop- the depopulation agenda, if you go by the Georgia Guidestones alone, they want to try to get the population down to 500 million. Now, I understand that there's a lot of theories. Some say it's a 50% reduction. Some say it's a 95% reduction. Ted Turner wanted 250 to 350 to 300,000 people left. Um, that would be about a 95% reduction. Uh, the bottom line is, is, is the lowest estimate I've seen on what, where the population needs to be reduced to is 50%. So, in other words, billions would have to die. And I would imagine that in order to do that, they would want to target countries that have the highest population densities. So, them going after China wouldn't be a, a real big surprise from that regard. So, let's go further here. Uh, and then it says biological warfare will spread further to the West. Infrastructure will be critically weakened. And again, this is why it is wise to have things on hand that can help protect your immune system. Now, I understand the Lord Jesus Christ is the one. He is our protector. He is our shield. He is our fortress. Okay? But he also gives us a brain to also, um, the prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So, things like the mild silver protein and, and having things for your immune system, whether it be echinacea, having ways to purify your water, having food provisions, and things like this, these are just practical things that you may want to think about doing uh, as the Lord leads you. Because, um, you know, biological warfare, I believe it's just a matter of time. This is why I've done all these studies on H1N1, the avian flu, you know, we had the swine flu thing. This is why I've done this, so that people can pray about it, and hopefully through prayer avert, but eventually, the Bible says that there's going to be plagues, and there's going to be pestilences, and things of this nature. So eventually this is going to happen, it's just kind of a matter of time. Next point this man brought up is, that this is intended to be just the beginning. After this, a full nuclear exchange would be triggered, would trigger the real war with widespread destruction and loss of life. Our source tells us that a planned population reduction through these combined means is 50%. So again, we see the 50% figure, which is really the minimal estimate I've seen. He heard that this figure, st- he heard this figure stated in a meeting that he was at. Um, this horrific scenario has been planned for generations. The first two world wars were part of the setup for this final apocalypse as in the centralization of financial resources that was precipitated with the equally well-planned financial collapse of October 2008. So, again, is it going to go down exactly this way? You know, I, I rarely does it. Rarely does anything that we report on go down as exactly as we said. I think a lot of times it's the prayers of the saints moving the Lord to intervene in these matters. And this is why I get into these matters. Uh, lest we be ignorant of Satan's devices and he get an advantage of us, like the Bible talks about in Corinthians. We don't want Satan to get an advantage of us. We're trying to reprove and manifest the unfruitful works of darkness as the Bible commands us to do and to have no fellowship with them. And this is why we get into these uh, issues, so that we're, we, we're educated. Uh, next article. The heads of the state of Syria, Iran, and Hezbollah met in dis- to Damascus to devise a strategic war plan against Israel. And this is from Zero Hedge News. Um, and this is a... The, uh, the title of the article was That was a war council in Damascus. Iran's president expects war between spring and summer. 
The three-party meeting that took place in Damascus on Friday gathering Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, the Iranian President Malhad Ajmadinejad, and the Hezbollah chief Nasan Nazarah was a war council to devise counterattack plans and assign tasks in the event of an Israeli offensive on one or all parties. So now, so you can see, we've got Iranian president, uh, we've got the Hezbollah chief, we've got Syria, all gathering together to devise plans against Israel. Okay. Um, the timing of the meeting, the way it was undertaken, and the ensuing press conference that was held at its conclusion all point to a strategic coalition being reinforced. So when you see the Muslims and the Arabs all coming together into the strategic coalition, what is it going to do? Well, it's going to bolster their confidence, because if they can work together to accomplish this, as opposed to independently, they're going to get a lot more accomplished, you would think. Now remember, you could have the whole world against Israel. God's not going to let them be wiped out. It's not going to happen. From a biblical standpoint, it will not happen. It doesn't matter if Satan brought up every single one of his devils and demons, and the whole world went against Israel. Um, he's not going to let Israel be wiped out. So, let's go further. This is the build-up of a new front that will spearhead the confrontation with the U.S.-Israeli alliance, and whichever Arab, com- Arab countries that may expressly or implicitly be affiliated with it. Um, so these are somber words, quote, when they said, a strategic coalition. While the Arabs have long devised a plan of war against Israel... This particular meeting is very significant because it allies nations which have never been close before, which is Syria and Iran. Furthermore, this meeting moved the entire Middle East closer to war. When does the Arab leadership expect war to break out? The Iranian president said he expects war to break out somewhere between spring and summer of this year. The role of Hezbollah in the war plan was further clarified. I mean, they're talking about the war. (laughs) <laughs> they're sitting there openly talking about this war that they're going to have with Israel. Um, meanwhile, the Hezbollah chief vowed to strike the Israeli capital, its airports, its power stations, if Israel dared to attack Beirut's critical infrastructure. Indeed, we are being exposed to a new discourse here, an unprecedented sense of self-confidence and an unheard of preparedness for retaliation. Israel has allowed Hezbollah to build up an arsenal of over 10,000 tactical rockets which could rain death and destruction down upon the tiny Jewish state. Remember, Israel's hedged up on every side, as we've talked about in times past. And they are absolutely, it's this tiny sliver of land that they've given more and more and more away to, to their worst, most hated enemies all around them. And it's just absolutely, totally within striking distance of uh, Hezbollah and, and a lot of things. Israel is this tiny little... It's like one-tenth of one percent or or whatever of the land known as the Middle East. And that's is why I have have done several studies on this subject where where people are are very sympathetic to the Palestinians and to the Arabs and to the Muslims, this terrible Israel, what they've done. And you look at the little amount that Israel has and it just seems unbelievable that people would go there and defend um, the Arabs in this case. I'm not saying either side's perfect. I'm not saying Israel's serving God and this type of thing like that, but the bottom line, if you look at the Bible and you see, there's going to come a time when Israel looks upon the one whom they pierce, and that's Jesus Christ, and they're going to mourn for him as one that mourns for their own son that they've lost. Okay, The Bible's very clear about that. I believe it's in Zechariah. We went over those verses many times. 
So, um, you know, it's just something that we want to that we want to think about. There's a lot of people in um, call themselves Christians that have just totally, totally turned their back on Israel, and God's done with them. We're the new Israel. We're the new this and that, and, and they've even went and spiritualized the the twelve tribes. There's um, certain um, there's a lot of different people. You got British Israelism, then you've got the uh, there's a whole segment among blacks that have done this. And I'm this tribe, and I'm this tribe, and it's just pretty crazy what's going on out there. Uh, but let's go further here, and hopefully I might do a study on that in, in the future as well. Let's see here. To make this future war more likely, Israel conducted an ineffective war against Hezbollah in July. Okay, now, remember, what did we just say? To make this future more, war more likely, okay, Israel conducted an ineffective war against Hezbollah in July through August of 2006. This 33-day war ended with a vaunted IDF force in a stalemate with a weak Hezbollah. From that time forward, Palestinian forces throughout the region believed they could fight a war with the IDF and win. So in other words, it's almost like Israel's let this happen so that there would be more likelihood that they would have a very uh, a real war. In other words, it's almost like they've done, went out of the way to kind of boost the confidence of the Arabs from a certain standpoint. Well, if the war was pre-planned, that would make sense. And if Israel knew this, and they were, it's kind of like they were baiting them in. Therefore, the likelihood of an all-out war between Israel and her Arab enemies is far greater than if is, the Israeli Defense Force had achieved a clear and complete victory in 2006. In other words, if Israel would have went and just wiped out and decimated and drove all these, these Muslims out of the region and back and just totally sacked them, to the point where they were like just demoralized and whatever, well, the reality is is they're going to really think twice about launching any kind of strike on Israel. Therefore, the likelihood... Okay, we already read that. The situation is so unbelievable that we can hardly believe it. Frankly, Cutting Edge has believed since the complete completion of the war in Lebanon that the Israeli government is baiting the Palestinians into launching a war that will result in their complete annihilation. And they've got a whole article they've done on this. Um, it's news article 2095. If you go to up to cuttingedge.org, you can access these. If you just do a keyword search for NEWS News 2095. Now, it, it is a paid site. It's like $25 a year. But I believe it's well worth it with the amount of information you have access to. The, the entitled article was Palestinians are confirmed as the House of Esau of Obadiah 15 through 18. And they bring up some very interesting points there. Remember, the Arab-Israeli war that will trigger World War III has been planned by the Illuminati since 1870. Okay, now again, this is where um, Albert Pike made that prediction in 1870. And the news article that gets into that is news article 1015, and it's entitled The Incredible Satanic Vision. This was a satanic vision Albert Pike, the man I just mentioned before, had. So, again, you see how this all ties together, what we're talking about today. The War Council meeting has aggressively advanced that plan. Remember also that the Illuminized um, Freemasonry is firmly in control of this entire scenario. I mean, he was the highest-ranking Freemason ever, Albert Pike, and this is the exact scenario they predicted. So, obviously enough, 
the Illuminati or through the Freemasons have everything to do with controlling this event. Now, granted, like I said, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne, but he's going to permit this to happen eventually, most likely. So because Iranian President Ahmadinejad is a Freemason, he's a Freemason, okay? Um, this is why it's going to happen. They've got a whole other report that they did on that, that he's a Freemason, News 2318, and it's entitled Iranian President Revealed to be a Freemason, another reason that Iran will not be invaded or attacked. So, we'll see, though. We'll, we'll, just because he's a Freemason doesn't mean that Iran can't be attacked. Um, particularly if he's willing, he has said, this Iranian president, that uh, he's willing to sacrifice, I don't know how many millions of his own population, in, in, order, to, in order for the Imam Mahdi, the expected savior, to come. So, if he's willing to have that happen, there, there I, I would think that there would be a good uh, chance that they could be attacked. Because how are you going to kill that many people without having the conflict on your own soil? I mean, is it just going to be from the troops they're going to send into battle that are going to be annihilated? Eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you're going to be able to kill that many people that way. Well, we'll see. So, if Iranian forces take an active role in fighting Israel then Iran will be totally destroyed and not able to partake of the Russian-led invasion of, his, of the Israel in the fulfillment of the Ezekiel 38-39. through 39. That's the whole Gog-Magog war. Therefore, we expect that Iran's, Iran's war against Israel will be through the proxy armies of Syria, Hezbollah, and the Palestinian Authority, Jordan, and Egypt. This scenario would likely keep Israel from striking Iran. Possibly. Possibly. However, the bottom line to this entire story seems to be that this alliance between Iran and Syria for the purpose of launching a coordinated war against Israel may set the stage for the prophesied destruction of the ancient city of Damascus, the capital of Syria. What is the wording of this prophecy? It is in Isaiah 17.1 where it says, The burden of Damascus, behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. This literally means Damascus will cease to be a city, will come a heap of ruins. The total destruction of this type, which one would expect from attack using the weapons of mass destruction. Normally, when a city is militarily conquered, she does not become a heap of ruins. The city might become substantially destroyed, but generally not the kind of destruction experienced when a city is militarily annihilated. So, watch for this development for the end of the age prophecy is clearly marching toward the conclusion which God foretold over 2,700 years ago. So, just some things to keep in mind um, about possible scenarios that may play out in the very near future. Uh, going further, next article is further evidence of the strong influence of Islam within the Obama White House comes from two new sources. And this story is from World Daily Net. It's entitled, Hamas-linked group has deep ties to the Obama White House. Okay, this story comes out of Jerusalem. A radical Muslim group that was indicted, that was an unindicted co-conspirator in a scheme to raise money for Hamas has an extensive relationship with the Obama administration. Now, this is why it's debatable whether America is going to actually be behind Israel when World War III breaks out. I mean, you've got a Muslim in the office of the president. And... You know, you, you saw pictures of him bowing to those kings and stuff over in the Middle East. And he didn't do that for anyone else. He was bowing to these Arabs. And he's a Muslim, okay? I mean, he's also a communist, a socialist. He's a lot of different things. 
but he has he was brought up a Muslim. It's very easy if you research his childhood. So it's debatable to me whether we're going to be behind Israel at that point. And um, I've done a whole study on this. There's been a whole book written on it by that man Koenig regarding you know every time we have ever done things where we pressured Israel to give up more land, we had some huge natural disaster befall us, typically either the next day or within one week. And it's been documented over and over and over again. And so, you know, this is not a good situation for America to be in here. Uh, if we turn our back on Israel, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. But anyway, um, right here we have this radical Muslim group that... Um, has been raising money for Hamas, has been, had an extensive relationship with the Obama administration. None of this should surprise us. He's had these links and ties way before he was ever in office as a president. Last week, President Obama's top advisor on counterterrorism, John Brennan, came under fire for controversial remarks he made in a speech to Muslim, to Muslim law students at New York University. The event was sponsored by the Islamic Society of North America known as ISNA. ISNA is known for its enforcement of Saudi-style Islam of Sa- Saudi-style Islam in mosques throughout the United States. These are mosques in the United States. It was named by the Justice Department as an unindicted co-conspirator in its case against the Holy Land Foundation in Texas, which was found guilty in 2008 of raising money for Hamas terrorist organizations. Last year, Holy Land founders were given life sentences for funneling $12 million to the terrorist group Hamas. The Obama White House has deep ties to ISNA. Why isn't this front page news? You know, why, why isn't this? Because the media is absolutely 100% controlled and owned lock, stock, and barrel by these very people. The next story is shocking as it visually demonstrates the depth depth of Islamic influence within the Obama administration. This is an article from World Daily Net again. It's entitled, New Department of Defense Missile of Missile Defense Agency Logo. Can you say the Islamic Crescent? While some say a new Department of Defense uh, Agency logo appears to have a striking similarity to President Obama's campaign, campaign logo, and an Islamic crescent, the government agency called the notion a ridiculous idea thought up by people who are just different. What is the logo and is it in an Islamic crescent moon? Look at the logo and see what you think for yourself. I can show you the logo. The logo features a red ribbon of color striking the center of the medium blue crescent. The crescent contains an eight-pointed white star. The missile defense agency shows the top, the following logo in the upper left corner. And you'll see the logo if you click into the PDF that I'll be posting online. Some also say, and again, that's a contendingfortruth.com, and if you go up to the um, audio teaching in the left-hand corner, click on that, and you'll be able to find it there. You can play the audio, and then there's a little PDF link, too. Some say the agency logo may be suggestive of, a, of an Islamic crescent, moon, and star, as seen on Islamic flags. And it does. It looks quite a bit like it. This symbol surely looks like a crescent moon with a stylized star in the middle. Now, what the crescent moon, just so everyone knows, what that, when you see that with a star, what that's symbolic of from a, like a Babylonian mystery religion perspective is Nimrod and Semiramis. 
okay? One of them is the, the female, and that's the crescent moon. That would be like the receptacle, and the star is symbolic of the masculine, and that would be Nimrod. And you have the star, and you have, you have the crescent moon, and you have the star kind of within that. And, the, and what it's symbolic of is the male and female anatomy joining. Okay, if you really want to get down to what it really means. So, everything in the occult is perverted. Every bit of it. So, that's just one more example of another perversion. Um, the, the square and compass in um, the Freemasons is the same exact thing. One's representative of the male, one's representative of the female. Okay, you have wreaths at Christmas time. And you know how they hang candles on the wreaths? The wreath is representative of the female anatomy. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but if you study the occult, you study what the wreaths have always meant to the occultists, it's symbolic of the female anatomy. And when you hang a candle on it, it's symbolic of the male phallus. And you could go on and on and on with this stuff. And this is why it's good just to err on the side of safety if you're unsure about this stuff. I mean, everything around the uh, Xmas holiday is paganistic in origin. It's essentially started with Saturnalia. And, and you could bring it back way before Saturnalia, uh, before the Romans celebrated it. You could trace it all the way back to the Babylonian mystery religions of Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz. I mean, if you want to go back that far. I'm sure if you did enough research, you could find it out. So anyway, um, let's go further here. Uh, let's see. Since Obama ascended to the White House, he has demonstrated time and time again the numerous ways in which Barack Obama seems to be beholding to the Islamic interests. And this is, again, why I would say, you know, are we really going to be behind Israel when World War III breaks out? Whew! And I tell you, <laughs> oh man, that's going to be, boy. doesn't mean we as Christians shouldn't be praying about those things. And the Bible talks about blessing Jerusalem and things of this nature. Um, and praying for their salvation, praying that their eyes be open, that they, that they understand. The Bible is very clear that the blindness in part has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile comes in. It states that in a couple different places in the New Testament. So I just pray that, that according to the Lord's will, their eyes be opened um, to the Lord Jesus Christ and to understand the concept you know, of, of, of the New Testament so that they can get saved and, and serve the Lord. Next article is entitled, Israeli citizens also believe that President Obama is too pro-Muslim. The Israeli citizens believe this. This is from Reuters, and it says Obama needs to get his poll numbers up in Israel. Obama, who has made outreach to the Muslim world a feature of his presidency. Remember what I just said, how he bows to these kings and things of this nature? This has been a feature of his presidency, and you would expect that, because he is a Muslim. He may be more of a closet Muslim, but it doesn't mean he's not a Muslim. Um, Obama has left many Israelis skeptical about his support for the Jewish state. We are literally taking the security future of our families, our kids, and placing it in the hands of a president of the United States. And that's no small thing, said an Israeli official who spoke on the condition of, an, on condition of anonymity. In other words, he didn't want Obama to know who he was. But then he goes on to say, trust is an essential component of the peace process, he added, saying Israel ultimately looked to the U.S. president for support should it strike peace deals with the Palestinians and other Arab states that later unravel. They always unravel. They have to unravel. I've went into this so many different times. There will never be peace between, between the Arab Muslim world and the Israelis. There can't be. The Quran commands commands 
that, that the uh, Jewish races are their sworn enemies. The Quran commands the Islamic people to kill them. It says to slay the infidels, to, to make no friends of them, to behead them. I've given you the verses in times past from the Quran. People that go out and, and, and strap the nail bombs on and run into the cafes and blow up the Jews, they're just being true to what the Quran says to do. They're being fundamental to the faith. They're being fundamentally Islamic. Now, there's a lot of lukewarm ones out there that say, oh no, Islam's a religion of peace. That's a bunch of garbage. They need to read the Quran a whole lot closer. Because they're not reading it. It's what they're commanded to do. So, and this is why this guy at Fort Hood, he said he finally gave in to those convictions. And we did a whole study on that guy, or part of a current event study. He finally gave in to what he knew. There was no way around it. The more he read his Quran, the more he realized he had to do what he did, which was go in there and kill as many you know, of the infidels as he possibly could. Granted, it's all demonically inspired, but the fact remains is that this is a religion of hate and death and destruction, and um, that's what they're that's what they're dealing with there. So, when the average Jewish citizen living in Israel under the guns of Hamas and Hezbollah do not believe they can trust President Obama because of his pro-Islamic leanings, the average American citizen citizen should sit up and take note. We have a new president who gives every indication of being more pro-Muslim than pro-Israel. But even more troubling, Obama at times seems to be more more pro-Muslim than even pro-American. Oh, absolutely. His first allegiance really is to that cult. Religion is, is what we're dealing with. Next article is entitled, Leading Russian Politician Calls for Legislation to Allow Fully Grown Human Cloning of, quote, Cleverly Talented People and Other Human Clones for Organ Harvesting. Now, again, I'm going to give you the full links to these. I'm just kind of doing excerpts, and um, you can click on the whole article from there. And I'm looking at the cover of Newsweek, and it shows right here three babies, and they're all in test tubes, and they're looking out. They're cute little little guys, and they're little boys. And it says, on the cover of Newsweek, can we clone humans? And this is from March 10th. It looks like 07. Maybe 1997. Anyway, um, this is by Sharon Begley. Can we clone humans? That was the question they're poning. Leader of the Russian liberal Democrats, Vladimir Zirinowski, said on Friday cloning should be permitted in Russia and proposed cloning himself for the benefit of the nation. (laughs) Now that's a good one. He said he's going to clone himself for the benefit of the nation. There's no shortage of ego on this guy's part. You know, he is a legend in his own mind, truly. Um, yeah, so he's Mr. Wonderful and uh, not too full of himself. That's what I like about the guy, you know. Anyway, the State Duma, the lower house of the Russian parliament, passed a governmental bill on Friday prolonging a moratorium on human cloning, which had been lifted in 2002 and expired in June of 2007. The law to be amended does not prohibit the cloning of cells and organisms for scientific and research purposes, human organs for transplantation, as well as the cloning of animals. This is a quote, scientists should work, we should not be afraid. Cloning is a remedy for humanity. Let us grow people 
and take their organs to replace those with damaged organs. Grow people. Well, I guarantee you, if they're talking about this in open, they're already doing it behind closed doors. And you've ever heard of black projects that the government has? Well, and where a lot, a ton and ton of the um, taxes that people pay in to whatever, this is where a ton of the taxes go. They're called black ops, black projects, above top secret stuff. This goes on, whether you want to believe it or not. And if you don't want to believe it, you know what? If you're saved, when when this whole life is 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 over, God will show you. But I pray He shows you now, because we 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 should be aware of this type of stuff. Because if we don't even believe it, it exists, how would you even know to pray against it? Because it's wickedness. It's total evil. Where does God ever say in His Word that we should clone people in test tubes? You know, we're supposed to use you know procreate through the um, through biblical marriages as the ideal way. They're, they're not meant to be grown in... in um, humans aren't meant to be grown in test tubes and things of this nature. It's an abomination. It's plain God is what it's trying to do. But, you know, Satan's always trying to do that. So he's saying cloning is a remedy for humanity. What a lie from the pit of hell. The controversial senior lawmaker said during a live broadcast in Russia 24 TV channel, he said, quote, We should clone clever, talented people. A list of people to be on the clone list should be the new Einsteins, Kirchhoffs, Tchaikovsky's, Pushkin's. He went on and on. This would be good. Yeah, let's clone some of the most wicked people on the planet. I mean, basically, that's what they're going to want to clone if you think about it. They're going to want to clone, like, you know, Stalin's and Mao Zedong's and Hitler's and, and things of this nature. I'm sure that's what, what would probably end up happening. Then he goes on to say, this would be good. This would be a benefit for the nation. He said, adding the Liberal Democratic Party would seek legislation to allow human cloning. Absolute total abomination. Uh, let's see here. Okay, and next article is entitled, Scientists Plan Human Genes for Cows and Goats. Proposal to put human genes into goats, sheep, and cows to try to get the animals to make human proteins in their milk will be in the public spotlight next week. AG Research says that if the experiment works, proteins from animals could be used to make cheaper biopharmaceuticals to treat human diseases. Oh, it's always some wonderful thing they've got. We're going we're gonna to improve humanity. What are we going to become? Just like I had said when I did that teaching on DNA and transhumanism. What their goal is, is to make us post-human. What is somebody that's post-human? It means they're not human anymore. They're going to do it through the process of implants. Mark of the Beast is going to be the most prevalently used one. But there's going to be other kinds of implants. But they're already using these things. Where we're half machine, half robot, whatever. They're going to be infecting and destroying and corrupting our own DNA through splicing our DNA with with, uh, goats and fish and whatever they can do. It's the same thing that was going on in Genesis 6. Why you say that? Because in Genesis 6, when the fallen angels came down and saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wives, all that they chose, and in those days were giants. What were the giants? They were a genetically engineered byproduct of human women... And fallen angels. What was that doing to the DNA of mankind? It was corrupting the DNA of mankind. 
So much so, they did such a good job that God had to destroy the whole world, save eight people on the ark and the animals that were on the ark. Because all the other DNA had been corrupted. God preserved people that had, at least they hadn't been genetically defiled. Their DNA hadn't been. That's why the Bible says that Noah was perfect in his generations. These types, He wasn't a perfect, sinless man. There was only that would be Jesus Christ. But his DNA had not been corrupted. I mean, it's pretty drastic when God has to kill every single person on the planet and, and all the, the animals, save the ones that escaped on the ark. Well, it's the same thing. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So this is, we should be expecting this to happen. But is this talked about in churches? Now, I'm not saying that because I think I'm so great. I'm just saying it should be being discussed. If nothing else, for the sake of praying against this great wickedness. But, oh, no, this would never be discussed. Well, well, old Smiley Joel, if this was discussed in his, or Benny Hinn, or Creflo Give Me a Dollar, any of those guys, oh, this is negative. They're, I guarantee you it would, it would show up in their offerings. They wouldn't have as much in that money, and they'd have people leaving the church because they didn't, they didn't feel like they were, you know, on cloud nine when they walked out the door. They hadn't had their ears tickled the whole time they were in church. We can't have that. Plus, because they got that 501c3 status, they got to be real careful what they say. Because they really, technically, they're not supposed to be saying a lot of the things that, you know, maybe they'd like to say. Well, because they're beholden to the IRS, which is really the, the entity that gives them permission to exist. The government and the IRS. they got to abide by those guidelines of that 501c3. So you could go on and on down that rabbit trail, and I have done that before in several teachings. But this should be stuff that, I mean, this is this is an abomination. This goes on to say, this company has already been breeding transgenic cows. Meaning cows that are have other forms of DNA in them. I guess maybe partly human. Unbelievable. Now it wants approval to continue working with the cows and add sheep and goats to the trial. So they're trying to... to I mean, I've already talked about them, them splicing in human genes to the cows. I told you about that one that I saw in the pasture. Remember that? So I saw this, this half-human, half-cow uh, in the pasture. I walked up to her. And I said, Bessie, I said, what's that... Uh, What's that frock you're wearing there? That dress? And she said, it's a moo-moo. I said, really? I said, that looks nice on you. I, I think that, that that really suits you. It brings out your eyes and the whole nine yards. I said, you, you, uh, you look nice. And then she told me, she, says, she said, well, you're milking that for all it's worth. I said, really? I said, well, how are you feeling today? She said, utterly moveless. I said, man, I, wow. I, I, And then she said she felt like the cream of the crop. I, I mean, it just kept going on and on. It was crazy. It was just a crazy conversation. So, anyway, uh, I had that experience the other day. It was crazy. You know, just, I'm sorry, a little, little humor there. But um, when, it, when it comes to half human, half cow, I just can't help but try to be a little bit humorous because it's so insane what we're talking about here. And... Uh, Anyway, um, next article. Canada to approve genetically modified Enviro mouse pigs for human consumption. 
great. Now, you've heard about the genetically modified food. It's the Franken food. You know, you get an ear of corn and it has those little bolts like Frankenstein had on the side of its neck. It's got little bolts sticking out of the side of each stalk of corn. Just kidding, sorry. But, I mean, they might as well. At least you could identify it that way. A lot of the a lot of the corn, particularly that you get, like Taco Bell, I'm pretty sure they use all GMO corn in their um, in their uh, uh, Franken tacos. Oh, sorry, that should be a new thing they have on the menu: Franken tacos. <laughs> this is insanity, but it's kind of funny because uh, the Bible does quote the Book of Enoch, and um, there's only one kind I've ever referenced, and it's the one with the KJV references. It was the one put out the ba- uh, by a Baptist preacher that actually um, translated it, and it's a blue hardback cover. It's a Book of Enoch with the KJV cross-references. You can find it up on the internet. I don't advise you to buy it through Amazon, because Amazon sells child pornography and all kind of gay how-to manuals, so I don't do anything off Amazon anymore. But... Um, in the book of Enoch, chapter 7, it says, and they began to sin. These were the giants that the Bible talks about in um, uh, in Genesis 6. Okay, It said, they began to sin against the birds and the beasts and the reptiles and the fish and to devour and eat their flesh. Okay, Well, how do you sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish? Well, they were already modifying the DNA of human beings. So the next logical thing were to look at the other things God had created and try to defile the rest of God's creation. It would stand to reason they would try to do that. I mean, they okay, they were well on the way to, to corrupting man's DNA, and they did a pretty good job, so much to the point God had to destroy the whole world with the flood. Well, then they started sinning against the birds and the beasts and the reptiles and the fish. So much to the point where that only bolsters the fact God had to send a flood. I mean, if all the animals had been uncorrupted, it'd be a little bit unfair of God, possibly, to send a flood. All the animals were still pure, but the humans had been... No, God had to just kill everything, because everything had been corrupted. This is why when the Israelites went in to take the promised land, everybody had to be killed in certain cities. Why? Well, you had giants in these cities... And they had corrupted, if there was any pure DNA in there, they had corrupted it. There were some cities they couldn't even take anything out of it because everything was cursed. And you see what happened to Achan when he took the Babylonian garment and the wedges of silver. And then the next battle at Ai, they lost like 27 people. Why? Because he brought cursed objects into the camp from that battle. In those cities where the giants had got into or corrupted the DNA, even the objects became cursed. Something to think about today, too, because there's a lot of cursed objects. You know, um, I know I've been destroying a whole lot of cursed objects from a lot of stuff my mom had left over. You know, granted, she was, I believe she got born again, but you have to understand, she went straight from hospice, right, or straight from this house right into hospice. And um, she had a lot of stuff left over. I mean, I poured out about, my word, seemed like about 10 gallons of booze the other day. She didn't drink that stuff, but she had it left over from parties. All these pagan idols and, you know, statues and all these things that were just creepy. I've been wanting to destroy them for years. And you don't know how something like that could affect you spiritually. You have no idea. It's better to err on the side of safety and get rid of all that garbage. Old CDs that are that are ungodly music and stuff like that, get rid of that stuff. Get it at bare minimum. Get it out in the trash. It's always best if you have a statue or something like that to, to bust it. Do something. 
And again, I do need to do a study on that. That would be a very diverse study because there would be a lot of ground to cover because there's a lot of different potential cursed objects that you could run into. But just as a guideline, I, I you know, something to think about. All the Xmas decorations. That stuff's pagan. Get rid of it. Get it out of your house. I don't care if it's up in the attic. Get rid of it all. Don't you want to err on the side of safety? So let's go further. Um, a Canadian government department is poised to approve genetically modified pigs for the food supply. I mean, <laughs> you know, pigs are in the Bible considered an unclean animal, and now we're going to modify them and, and, and make them even more, you know, unclean. Not to say that 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 we can't that you couldn't have whatever pork. It's not the best thing to eat, obviously, from a health standpoint. And there's wisdom in the Levitical dietary guidelines. Are we bound under the law? I mean, we're going to, you know, but we have liberty, but again, it's not the best thing to put in your body anyway. Okay, I've done a whole study on the, on the wisdom of the Levitical dietary guidelines and um, that you can reference um, again, probably the easiest way is to go up to YouTube and do a keyword search for right now. Hopefully we'll have a fully searchable database on the contendingfortruth.com website in the near future. But anyway, the CanWest News Service reported all this on Friday. Sources told the agency Environment Canada will announce approval of the strain known as EnviroPigs on Saturday. The strain then would need approval from the Health Canada before the pigs enter the food market. The Yorkshire pigs were developed by researchers in Ontario at the University of Gulf who spliced in genes from mice to decrease the amount of phosphorus produced in the pig's dung, the report said. Yeah, we got to get that phosphorus content down, so let's splice their genes with mice. The genetic modification means the new strain of pigs produce 30 to 65% less phosphorus in their waste, which has been problematic in surface groundwater around the large livestock operations. Uh, Stephen Liss, Associate Vice President for the research, uh, said an application has also been sent to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, but he has no idea how long it would take to get a response. Again, just playing God. The Bible says that we're supposed to reproduce after our own kind. The plants, the trees... The animals, humans, we're supposed to reproduce after our own kind. We're not supposed to splice in DNA from other things and do this and do that. You're defiling nature. You're defiling humanity. You're defiling things. And, you know, you're sinning literally against humanity, against these animals, against the fish, against the land. And ultimately what it's going to do is bring judgment down from God. Because there's only so much God's going to take of that. And that's just one of the things that humanity's doing. Uh, next thing. Unicorns and the King James Bible. Uh, actually, i tell you what. We might... Okay, I'm going to continue here for a few more minutes here. Unicorns and the King James Bible. i got a question. Uh, so what information... This is from Tim. What information do you have on the word... The use of the word unicorn... In Job and in Numbers, did this creature exist? And since it is only used in the KJV, what justification is there for this? Now, what you have to understand is if a word's in the King James Bible, and it was the King James Bible, you know, we have the original edition of 1611, and then we have the 1769 Cambridge and Oxford editions. Cambridge, I believe, Cambridge Pure Text, 
the, or the PCE is probably the purest of all of those um, that we have there. What we have is the word unicorn in there. Now, everybody think that, thinks that from a modern day perspective, this is this mythical creature, this horse that has a horn on it. You've seen all these fairy tales and the princesses and stuff like that. But that's not what it meant originally. Okay, we're going to look at... My, here's my response. One definite possibility of the unicorn is the Indian rhinoceros. Now, think about it. Unicorn. Uni means one, corn, horn. Okay? It's an animal with one horn. Doesn't mean it has to be a horse. Okay? That's just the modern day. You know that the unicorn is actually symbolic of the Antichrist. From a modern day, new age perspective. The unicorn is symbolic, symbolizes the coming Antichrist. Um, the Indian rhinoceros, there's about 2,000 alive today. They used to cover large areas, but are now limited to India and Nepal. They weigh about 4,500 pounds, can run at 20 miles per hour, and they have one large horn. On You see how some rhinoceroses have two. They'll have a little one and they'll have a big one. The Indian rhinoceros is the only one that has one large horn, hence a unicorn. One large horn and a snout, and their scientific name is Rhinoceros unicornis. In the original 1611 King James edition, the editors placed a or rhinoceros in the margin of Isaiah 34.7. So the original translators of the 1611 knew this, and they, were, they put or rhinoceros in the margin of Isaiah 34.7, where it reads, quote, and the unicorns shall come down with them. And that's when the translators did that. It is still in the modern editions of the King James Bible. So the King James editors were not ignorant of the possibility of a unicorn being the, rhino- the rhinoceros. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of go into that. and, and uh, So kind of an interesting point there to think about. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cover a little bit more here. Canada officially declares that swine flu, the H1N1 epidemic, is over. Um, but then you have to ask the question, why didn't the, did the CDC recommend that all people receive their annual regular flu shots? You notice they're still pushing the flu shots on TV and this type of stuff. And, I mean, you go into drugstores, oh, flu shots today and all this stuff. Um, this is from Health Zone CA. It's entitled H1N1 Flu Pandemic Unofficially Over Now in Canada. While the World Health Organization says H1N1 has not peaked internationally, the pandemic is considered unofficially over in Canada. Clear, I mean, the World Health Organization is tied in with all these pharmaceutical companies, and they got a lot of money, you know, to either lose or, or gain the more that people get these vaccinations, and a lot of humanity to defile. Because this is just one of the main ways Satan's defiling humanity, through all the garbage that's in these vaccinations. And I have detailed this over and over, and how it potentially could be defiling our DNA. There's foreign DNA in these shots. There's DNA from all these different kinds of animals, and we were just talking about all these games that they're trying to play where they're splicing cow, pig, human, all the stuff together. Well, this is just a more of a direct way or a more subtle way to get that foreign DNA into your body. How does that affect you spiritually? How does it affect you spiritually when you take a vaccination that's cultured off an aborted baby? And they do it all the time. There's at least 13 vaccines they do this. At least 13. I detailed the exact... Uh, vaccinations in the avion flu presentation that I have up on YouTube. I give them all you by name. Look them up. 
Get the PDF out, the physician's desk reference, and it'll say how it's made. It'll say human diploid cells is the way they culture them. Human diploid cells. Those are, those are uh, from aborted babies. And I even tell you how to identify that. I go over all that. So this is just one more way they're defiling humanity in our DNA. Swine flu has been such a bust since it was officially declared last fall. The epidemic is probably over in the United States and most foreign countries as well. And again, I believe one of the main reasons it was such a bust is because of praying Christians that moved the hand of God that intervened in this situation. But if nobody knew it was even... Most people, if you just go by what the news report, oh, it's good, we need it, we we got to have this. Well, if that's your mindset, you think you're ever going to pray about it? I don't think so. You think you might be potentially destroyed for lack of knowledge from that, like the Bible talks about in Hosea 4, 6? I think so. I mean, the bottom line is, is come, somebody comes up to you and gives you a orange, glass of orange juice and there's poison in that, and you drink it, and God doesn't intervene, weren't you just destroyed for lack of knowledge? There's a lot of different ways we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, uh, let's see here. After all, we know that these genetically created viruses are deliberately created and distributed in order to give the governments of the, uh, give governments the excuse to impose new controls over its citizens. Now, they show two pictures of this Illuminati card game, which came out like 1992 or 93, and I... I went into this before, and it was all it was these it was this card game that came out of all these different scenarios, like the one I'm looking at now is called Epidemic Quarantine, and then the other one's called Centers for Disease Control, and it was a card game that has accurately predicted many of the actual scenarios, including 9/11, um, very very accurately, and I just don't believe it's by accident. Too much too much confirmation. Stephen Dolans did a whole study on this that you can go up on the internet and watch and just key in Illuminati card game up on the internet, up on YouTube. And maybe Stephen or Dolans, D-O-L-L-I-N-S, I think. Anyway, he did a whole subject where he went through each card and showed you that. It was pretty interesting. Now, I give you a link, I believe, to that um, article within the, uh, this is from Cutting Edge, within the PDF that I'll put up online. So remember, each card represents an action the Illuminati plans to take in order to overthrow the present civilization so the new world order can be established. Everything we have talked about today is so that the new world order can be established. Whether it's defiling your DNA, whether it's World War III with, with uh, Israel and, and the Middle East, whatever, every, almost everything we talk about on a weekly basis is so the new world order can come about. Remember, each card represents, uh, okay, therefore we know that the CDC, Center for Disease Control, is in the leadership position of a plan to create the kind of epidemic which will result in the government control known as quarantine. And then they can impose martial law. So now let us return to the featured story. From the article we read, there is no, there is really no flu around. This is from the Canada Report. Um... Uh, let's see. Toronto Public Health closed the last of its mass vaccination clinics in January, but some physicians continue to offer the shot in their offices, said Barbara Yaffe, the city's associate medical officer of health. Over the last, while we have zero to two or three cases reported a week, over the last while we have had zero to three cases reported a week. That's it. 
Of course, the World Health Organization does not agree. One of the most corrupt, satanic organizations on the planet. The WHO's Emergency Committee, composed of 15 experts, met Tuesday and said it's premature to downgrade the global flu outbreak. Officially, Canada is still in pandemic mode and won't move away from level 6 on the alert scale until the United Nations Agency. They're still on a level 6. And it's like non-existent, pretty much. But they're still on a level 6, you know. they got to make that money. Now that the cat is out of the bag that the swine flu was much smaller of a problem than the government's predicted, you would think that the official health organizations would back off their insistence that everyone get vaccinated, but that's not happening. This article from the CDC, entitled CDC Advisory Committee, recommends universal annual influenza vaccinations from Medscape Today, from February 24th of this year, says, quote, all adults should receive an annual influenza vaccine beginning next flu season, 2010-2011. A federal panel of immunization experts said today, the recommendation is a major change from the existing guidelines for seasonal flu vaccination, which include only certain groups. Now they're saying everybody should get it. Remember, this is incrementalism. You know, the Hegelian dialectic, they create this problem and they incrementally move you to the solution they want you to impl- they want to implement. The, center, the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted to expand its influenza vaccination recommendations to all people aged six months and older, including healthy adults younger than 50, a decision that drew applause during the meeting in Atlanta, Georgia. The government has always badly wanted to condition people to accept widespread vaccinations so that when the time comes, when the Antichrist is on the world scene, the New Age writings are filled with references to deliberately tainted vaccines, so no one should be surprised at this information. I mean, what better way for them to kill you than to put it in a vaccination and say, oh, you have to have this for your health to be healthy, and then they're actually injecting you with poisons and things that are defiling your DNA and bringing curses on you. I mean, like I said, if you if you get a vaccination that's cultured off an aborted baby, do you think that's going to be a blessing to you or to your children? What might you be doing to yourself from a spiritual nature? I mean, that's the main thing I would think about. Not, not even mentioning the health, horrific health consequences of it. So, um, uh, Nonetta brought up a good point, too, about one of the things that happened to her recently. And um, if you have a family member and they're just, uh, they're bent on getting the vaccination or they say, I got no choice and on their kids or whatever, one of the things that you can do, you know, obviously you want to warn them, do whatever you can. But what you could do, particularly I think this would work probably better for an innocent child, is to pray that when those vaccines are injected, that God neutralize the poisons. That, that, that God just make, you know, make it as water. If he could turn the water into wine, he can do it with the vaccination. Now, a lot of people would be saying, oh, come on, now you're really getting out. Well, hold on. I mean, isn't faith the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen? And without faith, it's impossible to please God. I mean, you're telling me God created the universe? He makes the sun burn every day? He makes the world go around? created the solar system and all the stars and it would be a big problem for him to convert a vaccine into, a, into an inert substance? I don't think it would be. I know it wouldn't be. There's no doubt about it. And when Nonetta did that, um, 
The baby seemed to suffer no ill effects the next day or after that at all. I mean, a baby's innocent. He doesn't, you know. I mean, I'm sure if he had was given a choice, he wouldn't want it. But, um, you know, the way the corrupt medical system is today, a lot of doctors won't take you, if, particularly if you have insurance, unless the baby's fully vaccinated. So, see, they're all part of the problem. And, and a lot of this defilement of humanity, and, and this starts at a very early age. I mean, they want to try to vaccinate them right after they're, they're, they're given birth. It's a satanic agenda to defile our children. From a spiritual and a physical standpoint. Who knows what kind of demons may be implanted in someone when they get these cursed vaccinations. And again, I've done, I've done so many studies on vaccinations. I mean, I, I, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail much further. But I mean, with the garbage they put in it, it it's just unbelievable. So anyway, something to think about. Something to think about. I thought that was a great idea. And uh, let's go uh, further here. Uh, actually, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and stop there, and we're going to go to part two next for a different topic. The Bible.